Section 12 of The Sunny Side. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Pamela Krantz. The Sunny Side by A. A. Milne. The Problem of Life. The noise of the retreating sea came pleasantly to us from a distance. Celia was lying on her i never know how to put this nicely well she was lying face downwards on a rock and gazing into a little pool which the tide had forgotten about and left behind i sat beside her and annoyed a limpet three minutes ago i had taken it suddenly by surprise and with an herculean effort moved it an eighteenth of a millimetre westwards my silence since then was lulling it into a false security and in another two minutes I hoped to get a move on it again. "'Do you know,' said Celia, with a puzzled look on her face, "'sometimes I think I'm quite an ordinary person after all.' "'You aren't a little bit,' I said lazily. "'You're just like nobody else in the world.' "'Well, of course, you had to say that.' "'No, I hadn't. Lots of husbands would merely have yawned.' "'I felt one coming and stopped it just in time.' Waiting for limpets to go to sleep is drowsy work. But why are you so morbid about yourself suddenly? I don't know, she said. Only every now and then I find myself thinking the most obvious thoughts. We all do, I answered as I stroked my limpet gently. The noise of our conversation had roused it, but a gentle stroking motion, I am told by those to whom it is confided, will frequently cause its muscles to relax. The great thing is not to speak them. Still, you'd better tell me now. What is it? Well, she said, her cheeks perhaps a little pinker than usual. I was just thinking that life was very wonderful. But it's a silly thing to say. It's holiday time, I reminded her. The need for sprinkling our remarks with thoughtful words like economic and sporadic is over for a bit. Let us be silly. I scratched in the rock the goal to which I was urging my limpet and took out my watch. 3.35, I shall get him there by four. Celia was gazing at two baby fishes who played in and out a bunch of seaweed. Above the seaweed an anemone sat fatly. I suppose they're all just as much alive as we are, she said thoughtfully. They marry. I looked at my limpet with a new interest and bring up families and go about their business and it all means just as much to them as it does to us my limpet's business affairs mean nothing to me i said firmly i am only wrapped up in him as a sprinter aren't you going to try to move him again he's not quite ready yet he still has his suspicions celia dropped into silence her next question showed that she had left the pool for a moment are there any people in Mars? she asked. People down here say that there aren't. A man told me the other day that he knew this for a fact. On the other hand, people in Mars know for a fact that there isn't anybody on the Earth. Probably they are both wrong. I should like to know a lot about things, sighed Celia. Do you know anything about limpets? Only that they stick like Billy-O. I suppose more about them is known than that, I suppose so, by people who have made a specialty of them. 
for one who has preferred to amass general knowledge rather than to specialize it is considered enough to know that they stick like bilio you haven't specialized in anything have you only in wives celia smiled and went on how do you make a specialty of limpets well i suppose you er study them you sit down and, and watch them probably after dark they get up and do something and of course in any case you can always dissect one and see what he's had for breakfast one way and another you get to know things about them they must have a lot of time for thinking said celia regarding my limpet with her head on one side tell me how do they know that there are no men in mars i sat up with a sigh celia you do dodge about so i have barely brought together and classified my array of facts about things in this world when you've dashed up to another one what is the connection between mars and limpets if there are any limpets in mars they are fresh water ones in the canals oh i just wondered she said i mean she wrinkled her forehead in the effort to find words for her thoughts i'm wondering what everything means and why we're all here and what limpets are for and supposing there are people in mars if we're the real people whom the world was made for or if they are she stopped and added one evening after dinner when we get home you must tell me all about everything celia has a beautiful idea that i can explain everything to her I suppose I must have explained a stymie, or a no-ball, very cleverly once. Well, I said, I can tell you what limpets are for now. They're like sheep and cows and horses and pheasants and, and any other animal. They're just for us. At least so the wise people say. But we don't eat limpets. No, but they can amuse us. This one and with a sudden leap I was behind him as he dozed, and I had dashed him forward another eighteenth of a millimeter. This one has amused me. Perhaps, said Celia thoughtfully, and I don't think it was quite a nice thing for a young woman to say, perhaps we're only meant to amuse the people in Mars. Then, I said lazily, let's hope that they are amused. Ten days later the Great War began. Celia said no more on the subject, but she used to look at me curiously sometimes, and I fear that the problem of life left her more puzzled than ever. At the risk of betraying myself to her as quite an ordinary person, after all, I confess that there are times when it leaves me puzzled, too. End of the Problem of Life Recording by Pamela Krantz